it was, I'm Applebee's people. Yeah. So that's kind of like high class right there is Applebee's. So anytime anybody's like, yeah, it's like $40, $40. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> my eye starts twitching. I love that. Welcome to the What's Already podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, like, subscribe, bell notification button, all those fun things that you do to keep up with uh, what our episodes that are coming out, as well as uh, helping us grow the podcast, which we really appreciate. So thanks for tuning in and listening, watching, whatever it is you're doing. We are here today to review The Menu, released November 18th, 2022. It was written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. It was directed by Mark Mylod. It stars Ralph Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, Hong Chow, Janet McTeer, Paul Adelstein, John Leguizamo, Amy Carrero, Reed Burney, and Judith Light. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat in an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Yeah, this show was a shit show, man. Like it was uh it started out just crazy and it got crazier from there. Yeah. It was nuts. I've been looking forward to it because I love Ralph Fiennes. I like Anya Taylor Joy. I love Nicholas Holt. John Leguizamo is one of my favorites, period. And there were so many big people in this cast that I was quite surprised by. And you know me, I love horror, I love that kind of slasher. I'll be honest. Like if you're looking, if you haven't watched this movie yet and you're looking for something that's like extremely violent, extremely scary, this isn't that. Not it. This isn't that. So it caught me off guard. I was expecting a little more violence. I was expecting a little more horror elements to it. And it was more like this just character driven comedy, dramedy, horror comedy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know how to categorize this movie, but I will say that it had both very good parts and some parts that I was not really thrilled with that I just didn't think worked. But I'm interested to talk about it for sure. Interesting movie for certain. Definitely a very original idea. Mm -hmm. But... $1,250 a motherfucking plate. What is wrong with this restaurant? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, you say a plate and they say a plate, but it was like, what was it? Five courses? Yeah. So was it $1,250 a course? Was it $1,250 for all five? I hope it wasn't $1,250 a course. Holy shit. Yeah. Those weren't even courses. I mean, but if you think about it, like, after realizing that I wasn't watching the movie that I thought I was going to be watching, that my favorite part of this movie was the fact that it was just this giant satire on our obsession with food with and food. Yeah. ridiculous amounts for it. Because if it's more expensive, it clearly must be better. Yeah. And watching, like... Food Network shows and like cooking shows, like which I can attest to because we watch those in my house more than I would care to. But there are some that I enjoy, but I've never watched them and been like, yeah, I'd pay $100 a plate for that. You know what I mean? Like it's I watch them and go, that's interesting. I wonder if we can make that at my house. Like, you know what I mean? And I consider myself a foodie. We Casey and I go out to eat quite often and we love to go 
try new food and we like to, you know what I mean? So, and we, mm-hmm. I, I've eaten some very expensive meals. I've never eaten $1,250 five course meals. I think my most expensive was in Arizona, actually, Scottsdale. Mm, at the, do it. the Phoenician Resort. They have a restaurant in like the basement of a resort. And it cost, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but we went, we went to the Fiesta Bowl in 2009. We went for dinner the night before and I spent, uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head, maybe like a third of the 1250. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was, I'm Applebee's people. Yeah. So that's kind of like high class right there is Applebee's. So anytime anybody's like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) My eye starts twitching. I love that. Applebee's two for 20. And that's our normal kind of, like if we're going out, that's kind of where we're headed is like a Chili's or something Mm -hmm. like that. But we do, we have a place in really far south, south Salt Lake, Draper, Sandy area. That's a crazy night there. Bottle of wine maybe a cocktail for me, some coffee after the fact, you know what I mean? Like full on, holy shit dinner. I'm spending 160 bucks. You know what I mean? And that's like, for me, like that's a once every, maybe two, three times a year. Yeah. We we do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I can't imagine 1250 for a five course meal. Yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed the satire aspect too. Mm Mm-hmm. It made me chuckle because oh, yeah. I'm, I am Arnie Taylor Joy's character. <laughs> 100%. Like, what is this? This isn't food. Yeah. Uh, type of a thing. Why am I here? This is dumb. Absolutely. That's me to a T. So I was really enjoying specifically her character as they were being served their courses. Yeah. When I was laughing at Ralph Fiennes, like, openly mocking these people like by serving them nothing but sauces right like <laughs> we're not giving you bread yeah we're no giving bread. you condiments that you would normally eat with bread like <laughs> it was such a great moment where i'm like okay that's funny and then to watch all of them eating it and getting excited about it you know what i mean and talking about it's the experience and the obvious it's like dude you're eating fucking glorified ketchup like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you're dipping your spoon, your wooden weird spoon. Like, bro, you remember those little ice creams that you got in school? Like mm-hmm. they came with like the knot spoon, flat piece of wood or whatever. And they're dipping, he's dipping it in like olive oil and vinegar. Like, that's pretty much what you're doing. So it just, I was laughing my ass off the whole time at just the ridiculousness. Cause sometimes that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like I'll tell you when I went to that place in Arizona, I wish I could remember the name of the restaurant. The food was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like it was outrageously good. But the one place where I am definitely like Anya Taylor-Joy's character, I love good food and I like ridiculously good food like that. And I will take the insanity food. But for me, it's the ambiance of a place. Like I walk into a place like that and I'm uncomfortable. I'm there because Casey loves that kind of restaurant. Feeling like, you're spending a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like you go in and you, and you do, you walk in and they put the little napkin on my leg and it's, or the, you know, and and it's like white for a certain course, or you'd think it would be white. So they said it was white, but I was wearing black pants. So they literally swapped my napkin 
pulled it off my leg and laid down a black one to match my pants. And I was like, just give me a fucking paper towel. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Casey's like, see, and she just fits right into that world. You know what I mean? Like she just molds right into it. So she's like, yeah, that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I'm like, what the fuck difference does it make? Like, are you shitting me? I'm going to end up with some sort of sauce on my shirt before this thing's done with. So it doesn't even fucking matter what color my napkin is. So it was really funny to watch like both sides of that because I would love the food. Like there was a couple of courses that he started. I was like, no, I want to eat that. But I couldn't imagine sitting in that restaurant. Like I would be just uncomfortable the whole time I was there. Oh yeah. Everybody could hear your conversation, first of all. Yeah. Which mostly would have been like, how do I eat this? (laughs) (laughs) Do I use the fork or the spoon? Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to like one of the best lines in the movie, which you've seen in the trailer like a ton. He's like, you got got to try the mouthfeel on the mignonette. And she's like, don't say (laughs) mouthfeel. I just loved it because that's the kind of shit that most people have no idea if it weren't for like the cooking shows and like things like that, they wouldn't even know what mouthfeel meant. You know what I mean? In regards to food. So yeah, the satire piece of this movie was fantastic. I will say to kind of bounce off of that though, while I enjoyed the satire, what I was sad about was the lack of violence. And I don't even need the scary, like you, if you pitch me a show about a chef that's pissed at his customer base, and brings in the worst of the worst people that have offended him, whatever it is, we didn't know in the preview. We just knew wasn't going to go well for him. You even show me in a preview, this scene where they're like, we're giving you a 45 second head start," and you take off running. But then like, there's only a handful of pieces of actual violence. In fact, Anya Taylor-Joy's character probably has the most violent scene in the joint when she's fighting off the maitre d' lady later on. So it's like, I wanted more of that. Like I wanted, and I get like, it was leading up to the final scene, right? Because he made the whole spoiler alert. He made the whole restaurant, the whole group part of his final dish, which I was cackling my ass off (laughs) the whole last five minutes of that movie, watching him describe this like elevated shitty s'more. (laughs) So I appreciated that, but like, I would, I think I would have enjoyed a little bit more if like, we have our 12 people that are in the restaurant and, or 15 or whatever it was. And more people were biting it until you're down to like half of that, that are part of the final dish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you really only lose one Nicholas Holt's character. Yeah. That's it. The, the other guy loses a finger. Yeah. Which they didn't even really show. Which I'm okay with. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have that kind of violent. Everybody's still around at the end. I agree. Lose a couple in the woods when they're running. Yeah, I mean, like, have, like, for every course, somebody has to die, right? Like, and that's, yeah. to me, that would have been interesting. And you could have even made it, like, this foreboding, shitty thing where after they die, well, and I, I think it would have been more effective if you just, they just die and then there's an empty seat. You know what I mean? In the But they still put their plate at their seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, that would have been great. <laughs> and you just watch the group whittle down and their sins come out each time, you know, they die or whatever it is. The reason that they were there comes out. Cause that's the other thing that we get a couple of them. Like you get like the hedge fund Tortillas. guys. 
Yeah, the tortillas point out quite a bit. You know, the old man's uh, buying hookers and cheating on his wife. And you know that like the group of hedge fund guys or like the business guys are assholes. And you know, the actor's kind of like a, he's a dick, but he's just trying, he's just an act, washed up actor or a never been actor that's trying to stay relevant. Stay relevant. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, and eventually you do, like you get the one that's a critic, the food critic lady, and then his asshole mom that's in the corner. <laughs> but it's like, they missed to me a lot in that too. Like, I think they could have had, for me, like I would have made, it was a pretty short movie, which is good. But I would have cut out a lot of like the angsty fucking talking pieces. And for every person that dies up until the point that we get to the end, I would have had like a brief two, three minute scene of them before. You know what I mean? Like the lead up to like Nicholas Holt's character, for example, we hate him by the end because we find out he knew what this whole fucking thing was. And he still brought Anya Taylor-Joy, who wasn't supposed to be there, because the other chick dumped his dumb ass. And so I think it would have been interesting, for example, instead of before he bites it and his whole scene there, instead of them making him explain it or you have that weird tense moment, like have a cut, right? And show him, and I'm not usually a fan of this, but I think it would have been effective in this movie, at least to me, have him show him reading and writing these emails and then his girlfriend breaking up and having a panic attack, knowing I've got to find someone and then hiring Anya Taylor-Joy to fill in that place. No, I think that just would have been very effective to give like this, the ominous, oh shit, everyone's going to fucking die. <laughs> How do you love food so much that you know you're going to die and you still go to the restaurant? Yeah. Like if you if you told me I was gonna go to Jack in the Box and straight up bite it, I'm going to Carl's Jr. Dude, like I'm changing my plans. Dude, when I was a kid, people stopped going to Jack in the Box for like a decade because some people got sick eating Jack in the Box, let alone knowing you're gonna die and probably not in a great way. Yeah. I mean, I have to think like he probably thought it wasn't really truthful, sure. right? Because who would think that? But if I had the head chef telling me, yeah, I'm just going to kill everybody who comes in, I would just make other plans. <laughs> no shit. But at the same time, it was genius too, because the whole time you're wondering, why the fuck is he so calm? Like, he's the only one that's not like... Freaking out. Yeah, he's just like, no, I want more of the food. And then he's still worrying about offending the chef by taking pictures. And you know what I mean? He gets his tortillas and that's his shit as he's taking a picture it's like, damn. So it, I did like the way that played out. I just think they, were, they missed the, they could have made this a more shocking and tied the shocking elements into the actual really good story character development that actually happened. Because from a story perspective and characters, it was great. It was phenomenal even. Watching just like this group of rich fucking assholes bite it at the hands of a chef who they made famous. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was so interesting to me and then the turnout you know how it turns out that like his whole thing is he's successful he makes a ton of money to the point that he lives on an island with his restaurant and it's so exclusive and yet the thing that he wants to do he's mad because he's unhappy because he would rather make a fucking cheeseburger you know what i mean like that's the part that 
And I thought that was a genius moment too when Anya Taylor-Joy's character figures out, no, I got to show him that what's important to me is the things that are important to him. Make me a fucking cheeseburger. Like, the cheeseburger. So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Just that's what, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, the character development, the story, so good. Hands down. The only time a cheeseburger will ever save your life <laughs> is in this restaurant. And that but cheeseburger was greasy. Yeah, it looked good. I liked it too because it was, you know, when you get to this higher echelon of food, you get these real food snobs where everything needs to be a story or it needs to have a reason how you present it and all this mumbo jumbo, (laughs) which does not matter. How does food taste? And most chefs don't get into food at that level. They get into it at the... I can make a good cheeseburger level Mm -hmm. like, or, you know, they start out at the bottom and work their way up, work their way up type of a thing. So the love of cooking isn't instilled in them when they're doing something with a scallop, Mm -hmm. a single solitary scallop. It's uh, down where they're actually cooking, you know, they're throwing a steak on the grill or something like that. So it was kind of refining his roots of cooking. Yeah, and I love that. And even like famous chefs that are there, like you think about Gordon Ramsay, for example, like most of his money now comes from his TV empire, but the guy's got restaurants all over the world, but he started out as a fucking burger chain, like a fancy burger restaurant. Like that's what he was known for was his burgers. You look at like Michael Simon, who was one of the Iron Chef guys, like that's what he's from Cleveland, Ohio. And he owned a series of restaurants called Beast Pop, Burgers, Brats, and Beer. Are you shitting me? Like, that's the part that I, and I think you're completely correct. Like, we watch these shows and we get all hoity-toity about, oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to have an amoosh-boosh. And I'm going to have this bullshit. Fuck off, dude. Just give me a fucking hot dog or a hamburger or a fucking bowl of spaghetti. And I'm game, dude. Like, yeah, again, it was. I love it. It was so funny to watch that transition. What I thought was really interesting too is like this group of sous chefs that were just ready to fucking die. Like they were so part of this dude's crew that, yep, we're going to die with you. Fucking burn it all. And that one chef who pitched the whole idea. Dude. Like how do you go to there where it's just, hey, chef, I got an idea. Yeah. Hey, we kill everybody. motherfucker well and i love like the moment when you realize that they're in it too like this isn't just we're going to kill the guests when that dude comes out that the first guy and he's like look his dream is to be like me he wants but he sucks but he's not as good he'll never be it and the dude just plugs himself like i was like oh shit this is not (laughs) i was like but that's what I more of what I wanted, right? Is that shocking? Whoa, I did not see that coming. Like, holy shit. So, and then that moment, like you realize, and you kind of feel it with the group of guests in that moment with them. You're like, oh, this shit just got real. Like, this isn't just, they're mad at us. Like, this is, we're all going to die. Everyone is yeah. dying. Nobody's getting out. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, and when I first uh, walked into this movie, I thought it was just he killed every single one of his guests that showed up. And like that was the that was the kind of funny rub is you paid all this money to go get hunted for sport, which wasn't the case. And it was just this one-time deal because you had that older couple that had been there like 11 times. Yeah. 
shoot, yeah. you're a regular at an exclusive restaurant on an island. Mm. That's twelve fifty a plate. Yeah, I wish I was that rich to where I could be a regular at a place where I have to spend someone's entire monthly rent on yeah. a plate. Ridiculous. Stupid. I love too the moment like where he's talking about his investor, his angel investor. And then that's like he fucking hangs him over the ocean and just drowns his ass, just drops him in the ocean with the wings. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> there's no going back. Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, like you can probably explain away your sous chef committing suicide. Sure. You know, with stress or, you know, the not being up to the cuff with the rigors of kitchen life. Mm-hmm. But after you drown a dude, you there's oh, no yeah. going back. You're, you're full yeah. on committed at that point. Yeah. Right? You're done. Well, and you know what? Speaking of the dude that offs himself in the restaurant, like the fact that I forgot to talk about the fact that like the critic and her weirdo dude that was there were like, oh, no, 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 it's not real. Like they just were and they were like almost giggling because it was like to them, it was this is just something new to impress us. Right. Like and so for me, like I've always thought that like I don't like and this is ironic i mean we critique movies and tv shows all the time so for me to shit on critics but i think we do it because we enjoy talking about the movies and we understand that everything that we're doing is our opinion and if you have similar opinions to us then maybe you'll go watch a movie or not go watch a movie or show based on what we say critics for me like people that critique shit for a a living i have a hard time with some of that shit like and the reason is because it's like who made you an expert outside of, because no matter what a critic says, no matter whether it's food, movies, TV, sports, it doesn't matter. If you're a critic by trade, it's still your fucking opinion. And your opinion may have more quote unquote education or experience behind it. Still your fucking opinion. It's not like a master chef. And I think that's the part that frustrates me in in this, when we talk about this world or any world, where you have a, a master chef, a professional that is obviously to the level of these chefs, even the guy that's not as good as the head chef, they actually have an expertise in making food. Most of these food critics, I would be shocked if they could fucking cook a meal. They would be like Nicholas Holt's character. Uh, uh, yeah. Leeks, leeks, and and shallots, and like he doesn't even peel the shallot. He just cuts that shit up and throws it in there with the fucking peel on. I'm like, what is happening right now? Oh yeah, just yeah. it'd be Tyler's bullshit. Yeah, that was my favorite part when that course came up. Oh yeah, Tyler's bullshit. Yeah, oh dude, the freaking little quotes and shit that were all. Oh dude, that was fantastic. And, I was cackling. Oh yeah. Glee. Every single time I talked about it. Oh, yeah. There was me and then two other people in the theater. And we were just laughing our asses off at just random shit. Because it would just randomly pop up, right? Like, Tyler's bullshit (laughs) at course number four or whatever it was. Shit was great. Shit was great. And we talked about it a little bit, but I would have liked for that hunt that they had to go a little bit longer. Yeah. Because it was funny. Yeah, okay, you have 45 seconds. The one guy takes off which is me, I would have just, okay, I gotta go. And then you have the actor guy who's like, hey, can you hold my coat? (laughs) Nicholas Holt just doesn't even run at all. He's just sitting there like, I'm good. And then finally like walks off screen, just real slow and nonchalant. And then it shows them all getting rounded up. 
And then you have the one guy who's like hiding in the chicken coop and they give him a present for being the last person caught. Yeah, they give him a fucking dish, like a, some food <laughs> to fucking eat because they, oh, that was great. And they're all terrified this entire time. It's like, here's your dinner or here's your treat for being the last one caught. Yeah, and it was, was an egg laughing. as he's yeah. hiding in the chicken coop. It's like a fucking Dutch egg or some shit like that. Oh, it was great. Oh, I was laughing so hard, which is bad because I still have my cough. Oh, yeah. So I was like, laugh, 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 hack, hack, hack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the bit. And I, I'm with you, like that, especially that moment. Like, I think I could have lived with the rest of the scene, but like when they cut them loose to like, and I was laughing because I was like, what are you going to fucking do? You're on an island. Like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? <laughs> like, they've already told her she can't leave because there's no boat. Like, what the fuck's happening? And then the one dude found some dinghy or something that he's trying to push out into the water. And so I was like, I'm with you. Like, I think that in that moment, they had a chance to like have a couple of deaths that could have been really good. That would have, to me, I think solidified it as a great movie instead of just an interesting, good movie. Cause to me, that's what I was missing. I was just missing a couple of more pieces of gratuitous violence <laughs> in a movie that, to me, advertised itself that way. And that's all I wanted was the hunt. Yeah, because you have so much fun with that. Or even the, you know, when they bring out the birthday cake for the guy, because his one buddy told him it was his birthday. Like, you could have fun with that moment, too, and make it some sort of gruesome, violent thing, because they clearly know it's not his birthday. Yeah. Because they know everything about these people. They did research on them. Mm -hmm. So you could throw in a little, you know, drop a razor blade in the cake or something like that. Just for kicks and giggles. Sure. And I thought that I had that similar thought. I was like, man, why wouldn't you just put poison in that cake? Like, and make him eat the cake, right? And then that's the only kind of food death. Because it, it kind of counterbalances you. Like, here, eat. You have to eat. It's but if your it, birthday. If the food's killing people, they're not going to keep eating it. But this dude, it's near the end of it, right? So it's just like, here's your cake. Here's your dessert. Eat it. And then he dies because it's poison. Or like you said, there's like razor blade or whatever it is. Yeah, they, they missed the moment there because that moment was hilarious. You told me it was my birthday. It seemed funny seemed at the funny time. three hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also a piece given away by the fucking trailer, but, you know, what a great line. But the other piece that got me laughing really funny, really hard, was like Tyler, Nicholas Holt's character, like where he kept asking, do you think Chef's mad at me? <laughs> Like where he was so worried about this dude being pissed off. And I'm like, he's going to kill you. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he likes you or not. It's fucking it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. You don't think chef's mad at me, dude. <laughs> Another piece that made me laugh that I was like, oh fuck, that's cold. Was the poor little assistant for the actor. When he's asking her, where'd you go to school? She goes, Brown. And he's like, do you have any student loans? No, you're going to die tonight. <laughs> I was just like, that's fucking cold-blooded. Like, you're not in a shooting position because of student loans, so you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the the Dr. Sunflower or whatever oh, it was. He's, yeah. like, he's like, I hated Dr. Sunflower. Like, <laughs> I had one day off in a month. And I went to go see your shitty movie. And the dude's like, I didn't direct it. I was just the actor. <laughs> well, and then the be even better than that was like the moment that they thought they were getting away. And like the guy, their chef, shoe chef dressed up like, what's the fucking Coast Guard, Coast Guard comes in 
And then he praises the actor for the very movie that's getting him killed. Like, <laughs> shit was so fucking rude. <laughs> that's, this movie was so cold hearted. And that, I think that's the best part overall is just how no mercy shit. Like, it was just cold the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I did think that the, the as much as I shit on it, like the end where he turns the s'more into like the whole restaurant into it. And he's putting like fucking chocolate hats on them and like the vests of like marshmallows. marshmallows. And he's just like shitting on the dish as a whole. And I love s'mores. So I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck. But I love s'mores. But then like, and then he uses it and he's just like fire is the catalyst and like just burns everybody. Well, before then, he made them pay. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Like, while they're putting their vests on them. Oh, shit. <laughs> the credit cards. And they're all fucking signing the credits. Oh, that's great. Oh, I forgot all about that, that he made them actually pay. There's, he talks about uh, there's no tips here or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's all, all built in. Oh, my God. And everybody's going to be dying here in 30 seconds. He literally just made you pay to die the, the, for you, yeah. him to kill you. Oh, my God. That shit's I forgot all about the fact that he made them pay and actually was like, OK, now it's a matter of payment before dessert. Fuck. Yeah. What a great. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, I was so laughing so hard because everybody's just like at this point, just resigned to it and they're tossing their cards on the table. Yeah. Oh, man. It's an interesting movie. And the more we talk about it, the more interesting it seemed to me. And it's another one of these ones where, like, it's unfortunate because I don't think a lot of people are seeing it right now. I think Black yeah. Panther is, like, completely dominating. the, And it should be. But I think this is a sleeper movie. Like, if you're looking for just something weird and quirky and it's not long, it's only it's under two hours long, really funny. Yeah. Interesting. But a really funny, you got to go in there and look for the humor funny. Sure. It's not spoon fed to you. No. You got to actually pay attention to what's going on. Well, and you got to pay attention to like the little allegories that are in there, right? Like you got to, you got to watch for the metaphors and the fact that there's like, there's this overarching or underlying theme, whichever one you want to call it, or a little bit of both even like where there's some serious, while it's, it's some serious satire, across the board, there's also some serious issues that are called out, like, and probably some good points that are made about the lavishness of our culture, especially American culture, where the most important thing to us is looking like we're, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Where we go and eat a $1,250 meal. And at some point you think you can bully your way out of a terrible experience because of your money and who you are. Like, and I thought it was very ironic, like the, Wall Street guys or the investor guys were like throwing around the name of the angel investor like they're he that's going to save them. And then they have to watch him drown like a scene later. Like it's just so yeah, there's so many cool little underlying stories that are like serious points of, hey, pay attention because these are we're talking about real shit in a very interesting, funny, horrific type way but they're actual real issues in the way that people probably act in a lot of situations. Oh yeah, definitely. The people who spend $1,250 on a plate at a restaurant are not nice people. No. Because the people who like have that money to throw away don't spend $1,250 on a plate at a restaurant. No. They're going to freaking some sports bar to get their dinner. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, yeah. And if you are like spending $1,250 on five plates that typically are like the size of a fucking half dollar. 
or less, like fuck off. You're wasting your money on the wrong things. Like you, you just, there's so many different, even if, and I'm not saying go throw it at a charity. I'm not one of these people that like is high and mighty on my soapbox and says, you could do great things with that money. Yes, you could. But I'm not going to go buy something that's yeah. going to give you far more enjoyment. You know how many Jack in the box tacos you can get for $1,250? No shit. Like 2,500 Jack in the box tacos. Yeah. Why am I going to go spend $1,250 on a meal that barely fills me up when I could go to freaking like anywhere else that serves a good amount of food that fills me up for 20 bucks or 10 bucks yeah. or 30 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. I kept trying to think of, was a Pete's fish and chips there in Arizona. Hey, oh, dude. Go 20 get bucks. Get dude. like a full side of fish. Oh yeah. Half a dozen shrimp. Get the and get in a food coma. Triple monster burger with no ketchup because they don't serve ketchup at that joint. But they have mm-hmm. really good Pete's sauce. Oh God. Now I gotta go to Arizona just for Pete's fish and chips. I used to eat that shit on the regular. Uh, love that place. Anyway, it yeah. Good. Fuck off with your twelve fifty a plate <laughs> for a, a, a medallion of fucking food. Like Jesus. Anyway. Are uh, you ready to rate this thing? Let's do it. All right, Alec, you go first, buddy. Okay. So I really had fun watching this. I had a lot of fun giggling, laughing. I enjoyed the satire. I enjoyed the stick it to the, you know, people (laughs) who think they have enough money to throw away at $1,250 of food when it's really not worth that much. I enjoyed what brought it all together at the end where you have Anya Taylor-Joy, who's got her cheeseburger, and the way she gets out is by saying, hey, my eyes were a little bit bigger than my stomach. Can I take it to go? And the dude's like, just, he's just straight in service mode. Okay. Yeah. Let me go get you a bag type of a thing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of whole by play was just really well done. Mm -hmm. Like JJ said, I could have done a little bit more gore. Typically I'm not that kind of person, but there was options for it where you could even do it off screen or just in the kind of background. And we really only had a couple of deaths. And from kind of how this movie was marketed to where it looked like we were going to be losing someone every five minutes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy's character is the last person alive. Uh, it was a bit of a shock for me, but I still really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five. It was phenomenal viewing experience. And like JJ said, it's been kind of going under the radar. You know, we watched it in a small theater, so there wasn't very many people in there. But it's, it's an amazing movie. Go see it. Agreed. Yeah, I went in. It's kind of middling expectations because it's my. It seemed like from the preview, my kind of movie, right? Like a little bit of horror, silly comedy, part of the horror. Like I'm a big Scream fan because I like comedy horror. I like those type movies. So I went into it with different expectations, but I think I came out just as pleased as I would have been if it was a full-on horror comedy. I just, like I said, I'm with you. I think the only thing that was missing to me was a little bit of a little more violence, just some more gratuitous. Didn't even have to be a lot. Like I said, maybe during the hunt, one or two people bite it in some creative way, right? Yeah, that old guy's bleeding out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it was interesting to watch his finger get hacked off and ironically his wedding wedding finger, obviously, which was done purposefully, but... I wanted to see one of the, especially because you got three of these freaking Wall Street Wall bros. Street guys. Take out one of the Wall Street bros in a really creative way. Maybe have you, you've planted the little dinghy that he goes to get on and it's got a bomb on it. it fucking blows his ass up. That shit would have been hilarious. You could have probably taken out the assistant 
of the actor and it wouldn't have really hindered the movie at all. Anyway, I would have loved to have seen that. Maybe again, some a little more background on these characters because there were some characters that I was very interested in knowing more about because of the situation that they were in and knowing why they were in it. It's not necessary for that. That's a nitpicky thing for me that I just think could have made the movie a little more interesting. But overall, it was a fun experience. It was an interesting movie, especially once I started getting into it, seeing the satire, seeing the underlying themes that were going through the movie. And again, just to kind of reiterate again on the reiteration, it's it's underrated, I think, right now. I don't think a lot of people are seeing it, and I think you should. If you're looking for a fun experience at the theater, a very different story, very different movie than what we typically see these days with all the superhero shit and the pretty cookie-cutter movies, this isn't that. This is very different, very unique. So go check it out. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think for me, I think it took itself a little too serious at moments. And like I said, I think a little more gratuitous violence would have made it some of the lulls of trying to get your point across a little less painful. They need a little more balance for me, I guess, is the way that, but it was still a very good movie. It was much better than a lot of shit we've watched this year. So, and the acting, which we haven't really touched on other than the fact that it had a great cast, it was phenomenally acted. Ralph Fiennes is a fucking master. And Anya Taylor-Joy is always entertaining. And Nicholas Holt really killed it. Like, he does a lot of serious roles. So seeing him in this, like, petulant child weirdo role, I really enjoyed. So there was a lot of these actors that really killed it in this show. So, yeah, very well acted. Three and a half for me. I would watch this again. Like, I yeah. Absolutely. I think when it's streaming, I'll definitely watch it again. Like, I wouldn't venture to the theater again, but I would definitely watch it streaming. I think it'd be a funny movie to watch again. Yeah, there it is. The Menu. Interesting movie. Alec, tell everybody where they can find us, buddy. Will do. Did the menu leave you with a rotten taste in your mouth? Let us know in the comments below if this movie was hard to swallow. Food movies are not always everyone's cup of tea, but it's not your fault if this one wasn't one of your favorites. If you enjoyed this review or just made it this far into the video, go ahead and drop us a like as it is the best way to help us grow the channel. If you're interested in more What's Our Verdict content in your life, check us out on Patreon and consider joining us for exclusive content on that platform. Current thanks to Madison's 13 Toes, our current patron. If I was ever in a homicidal restaurant, your extra toes will surely be a boon. Again, we appreciate the listens and the constant support, and you can find us anywhere good podcasts are found. Back to you, JJ. Oh, I appreciate that, Alec. I have to tell you, he changed his name again. Um, oh, goody. I know. I got to pull it up real quick because it's funny. It was It was my turn under the microscope this time. So, yeah, JJ's tan ass. That's JJ's right. tan ass. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he watched our uh rewatched sunscreen our sunscreen one. episode or something like that. So yeah, and we I've got a new I've got our, our topic chosen thanks to JJ's tan ass on our next JJ's dumb shit, which we'll be recording soon. So nice. Uh, yes, we've got that. So that's the kind of thing you can do on our Patreon is tell us what to watch and what to talk about. So JJ's tan ass has been making a, a habit of it lately, which we love. Yeah, so as always. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.